واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وَإِنَّمَا تُعَدُونَ لَآتْ وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ Allah is whom we praise, we praise Him and we thank Him. And we seek refuge in Him from the evil of our own souls and the evil of our actions. Whomsoever He guides, none can misguide Him. And whomsoever He leads astray, none can guide to the truth. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but God alone, and that Muhammad وسلم, is His slave and messenger. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah as he should be minded, and do not die except as Muslims. O mankind, be mindful of your Lord who created you from one soul, and from that soul its mate, and from those two spread many men and many women. And be mindful of the wombs that bore you, and be mindful of those you ask your rights from, for indeed Allah is ever watchful over you. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah, and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds, and forgive you of your sins, and whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved the greatest achievement. The best of speech is Allah's speech. And the best of guidance is Muhammad's guidance, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the worst of affairs are those newly introduced, and everything newly introduced in faith is an innovation, and every innovation goes astray, and everything which goes astray leads to the hellfire, and that which was promised will come to pass, and there is nothing that can be done to prevent it. It's reported that Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Ali ibn Abi Talib, the famous companion of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, who had been with him since the earliest of times, said to be the first young man to have accepted Islam. That later in his life, He once went to the graveyard at the edge of town. And he dug a grave. And after digging the grave himself, he laid down in that grave. He then recited Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's statement, Lord, take me back. So perhaps, I can do good in the time that I have left. He then got out of the grave. And he said, Ali, you've come back. So what are you going to do now? Many of us don't realize the reality of death until it's too late. Until we're nursing a sick family member on their bed. Until we are met with the unexpected news of someone that we love, someone that we were close to, someone that we cherished no longer being with us. That we show up for Jum'ah and we don't see the person we used to pray next to every Friday. 
and we say, what happened to brother so-and-so? What happened to sister so-and-so? Didn't you hear? They passed away. Because we think that by placing death out of our mind, by not thinking of it, that somehow we're going to change what Allah has already destined. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made death one of the only inevitable things that we can know for certain will happen in this life. Between now and death, we have no idea. But we know that each of us will die one day. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ Every soul shall taste death. And then you will return to us. أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتُ وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wherever you are, death will come to you. Even if you were in lofty towers. We do a lot of things to prevent death. We have a peculiar situation with our modernity. We live in a time where healthcare is so good that we can prolong death, but we can't avoid it. We can prolong life, but we can't ensure its quality. We can keep people around, but it won't be meaningful. Because we don't think of death as a process, as something that doesn't take one second, but the soul slowly leaves. We can try and run from it, go to, I was recently traveling to a city with a famous medical center, and all of the ads in the airport were for plastic surgeons and hormone replacements and all these different things to let the, young, the, 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 the people who are older feel like they were younger. And the people who are younger look different than Allah had created them. Because we want to run away from the image of who we are instead of living in the image of Allah. Say it will never benefit you to run away if you try to run away from death. Death is something that's not only inevitable for each and every one of us, but is something that is reciprocal and happens between us. Death is a communal event. When one of us dies, it is not simply the loss of one soul, but it is also the loss of a piece of something in our hearts. It means that every time someone passes away, whether we knew them or we didn't, don't you feel a certain sense of something being gone? <coughs> don't you feel that you just are not as sure as you were about the happiness that you had or the long life that you wish for? Allah says, We have decreed death between you. And we will not be preceded. So when one of us passes away, it's not just the loss of that soul, but it's the loss of a relationship, of a connection, of a precious life. And every life is precious. It's recorded in Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet والسلام, was sitting in, with his companions in the street. 
We're looking out at the people. The Prophet ﷺ socialized. He was sitting socially with his friends, his companions. A funeral procession passed by on the road. The Prophet ﷺ stood and he told everyone, stand. Someone said, Messenger of Allah, this is a Jewish person's funeral procession. He said, Is it not a soul? Every life is sacred. Every life has meaning. Every connection that we make with the souls around us has meaning. Some we're connected to more, some we're connected to less. This is because this is one of the secrets of this life. You ever meet someone and you say, SubhanAllah, it's like I've known you for 20 years. It's like I've known you since I grew up. It's like we're brothers and sisters. It's like we only just met and I know you've, I've known you forever. Prophet ﷺ, he said, Al-arwahu kal junood al-mujannada. فَمَا تَعَارَفَتْ فِي الْأُولَى تَآلَفَتْ وَمَا تَنَاكَرَتْ اِخْتَلَفَتْ Souls are like battalions of soldiers. Those that knew each other in their primordial state feel affinity to each other in this life. And those that were separate, they feel differences. So there's a, there's a secret, there's a certain mystique to not only our life, but our death. And we have relationships even in death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفَرُّونَ مِنْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مُلَاقِيكُمْ ثُمَّ تُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ عَالِمِ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ فَيُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Say, the death that you are running from is going to catch you. Then you will all be returned to the knower of the unseen and all witnessed. And he will inform you of the things that you used to do. Death is one inevitability and it's one that we can be sure about. But why death? Why have this thing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers this Tabaraka al-ladhi biyadihi al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadeer al-ladhi khalaqa al-mawta wal-hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala wa huwa al-aziz al-mufur Blessed is the name of the one who in his hand is all dominion and he has power over all things who created life created death and created life to test you which of you will be best in action. And he is the mighty and the forgiving. Allah created death. Death is a creation of Allah, just like one of us is a creation of Allah. And when you realize that death is a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know that you have to meet it someday. And so you have to ask yourself, how will I feel when I meet death? Will I be elated? Will I be scared? How will I feel? And what will I do? How will I react? Many of us are very fearful of death. It's one of those topics that we only talk about when it's time to announce the janazah. And we don't have open, honest conversations about the inevitability of death. 
One of the reasons why we're afraid to talk about death is because we have empathy for those around us. We feel that, you know what, if I talk about death, if I realize that I'm going to die, then I'm going to cause my family to grieve. And I don't want them to be hurt now or in the future. So I just won't talk about it. Some of us, we say, you know what, I have too many ambitions. If I think about death now, I won't be able to focus on what's important in life. And therefore, I'm just not going to talk about it. Out of sight, out of mind. But that won't change the reality of what will happen. Some of us look at death as a process, something that takes time. And we say to ourselves, I don't want to be involved in a painful process. I don't want to think about something that's going to consume time of my life, so I just won't talk about it with myself or with others. Others of us, we look at death as an event. We think that it's just going to be a flash in the pan, something that happens once. And because of that, we fear experiencing that one thing after which there is no experience. Some of us think that we will experience things after we die and our soul has been taken. And that is true. Your soul will experience things after you die. And the question is, what have you done to prepare for that moment? Every single one of us will be asked three very basic questions in our grave. The angels will come and they will ask each and every one of us, Man Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Wama Dinuk, and what is your faith? Waman Nabiyuk, and who is your Prophet? As for the believer, he will say, Rabbi Allah, wa Deen al Islam, wa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My Lord is Allah, my faith is Islam, and my Prophet is Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him. And as for as the hypocrite or the disbeliever, they will say, Ah, ah, kuntu asma'u. I used to hear people saying something, and so I said it, but I don't know what it was. Which shows us that there are things that we have to have conviction about in this life before we leave. Conversations and beliefs that have to be ingrained in our heart. Otherwise, they will not persist into the next life. Some of us fear death because we're afraid that we won't be able to care for our families anymore. And that should tell us about what we need to do to prepare for when we're gone. Others of us, we're afraid of meeting Allah. We're afraid of meeting Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, مَا تَرَدْتُ مَا تَرَدَّدْتُ فِي شَيْءٍ أَنَا فَاعِلُهُ تَرَدُّدِي عَنْ نَفْسٍ مُؤْمِنٍ I have never, I have never been at odds with something that I have done, the odds that I have been with when dealing with a believing soul, meaning taking its life. He, he dislikes death, and I dislike to be bad or to be unbecoming to my servant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want bad for you because of death. It's nothing to dread. It's actually the very first crucial step to an even better life. 
to an even more glorious future. But you have to realize that unless you take that to heart, you will always be fearful of that moment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decree for that thing to happen to you anyway. In the hadith narrated in the Sahih from Aisha radiallahu anha, that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, Man ahabba liqa'allahi ahabba allahu liqa'a. Wa man kariha liqa'allahi kariha allahu liqa'a. Whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet them. Would you love to meet Allah? And whoever dislikes to meet Allah, Allah dislikes to meet them. Ya Rasulullah, Is this death, O Messenger of Allah? Qala la ya Aisha. No, Aisha, this is not death. But no, this is when the believer's expiry date comes, then the angels come and give him or her glad tidings of mercy from Allah and his pleasure. So he loves to meet Allah, and Allah loves to meet him. أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل دم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله وحده. والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اتبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين. الله سبحانه وتعالى says كتب عليكم إذا حضر أحدكم الموت إن ترك خيرا الوصية للوالدين والأقربين بالمعروف حقا على المتقين. It has been decreed upon you when death visits one of you that he leave a will. For his parents and his relatives with what is good. A right, a duty upon those mindful of Allah. When death visits one of you, this is an inevitability. It will come to you, but what have you done to prepare for it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made preparation for death the duty of every single person who is mindful of him, who loves to leave to, to meet him, who doesn't want to be disappointed. But it means that we take to heart that we will meet him one day, that we will be buried and under the dirt, that we will be approached by those angels and asked those questions, that we will stand in front of him on the day of judgment and answer for every single thing that we've done in our life. But it starts now with preparation. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, It's not right for a believer to sleep for two nights except that his will is written and in his possession. More than 
60% of people in the United States don't have a will. And you can count that as much more in the Muslim community. The preparation of a properly, legally valid Islamic will is a, necessi a necessity. Before that necessity, however, there are some other things that we have to consider. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us to do something, He's not just ordering that one thing. When Allah orders us to pray, is He not ordering us to make wudu? Is He not ordering us to have khushur? Is He not ordering us to turn towards the qibla? It's not just the action, it's everything related to it. Tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, here in this masjid, you'll find the, 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 the advertisements outside, we will have a free seminar about how to prepare your Islamic will. But right now, I want to talk to you about how to talk about this. Because the one thing that I find the most troubling, and I can tell you, in my 20-some years of active Islamic work, in my 28 years as a Muslim, the hardest thing that I have ever had to do was to be asked by a family to tell a seven-year-old boy that his father had passed away. Because no one would talk about it with them. No one. Have we think sometimes that if we don't talk about death, everything's going to be great. And in reality, the thing that makes it better for us in this life and in the next, better for our families now and after we pass, is by actually mentioning death much and making it a reality as it is. Remember frequently that which cuts off all of your pleasures. Death. We think that if you, oh, don't talk about it, it's okay, shh, it's all right. We don't talk about sickness, we don't talk about passing away, we don't talk about uh, 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 care, long-term care. We don't talk about these things because we think if we don't, the problem is solved. And in fact, it only exacerbates, it gets worse. But when we do talk about it, people will be ready. And you will find that your family will not be devastated by your loss. But instead, they will be doing what they should be doing, making lots of dua, praying over your janazah, caring for your state and your, and your loved ones. So number one, if you, want to, if you want to prepare for your afterlife, you have to bring this reality into your personal reality. Number one. You have to believe that this is the right thing to do if you want to talk about death. You have, elderly, you have elderly parents. You have people in your family who are ill. You have people in your family who live in areas of danger. Talk with them about it. Talk with your children about not being here one day. You know, this is one of the things, this is why it's important to have pets for children. Somebody says, pets for children, you're keeping an animal. The Prophet ﷺ saw children in Medina with pets and visited those children after some of those pets died. Ya Aba Umair, Ya Aba Umair, A boy's little bird died. He went and he said, what happened to your little bird? 
The boy had a pet name for the bird. Because doing so allows your children to realize that nothing is forever. You have to believe it's the right conversation to have. Number two, start early. Don't tell uh, 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 noble lies. Well, you know, Grandpa, he went to sleep. No, he passed away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Tabarak that he created death to test us. What are you going to do now to be the legacy that your grandfather wanted you to be? To keep doing the good. What's the best thing you knew about your grandmother that she did in her lifetime? Do that. Create connection, even after death. Be ready for rejection, because a lot of our family members don't want to hear it. You want to talk to them about death? No. I have, I, we need to get you a will. No, I'm sorry, I'm not. Sometimes with our parents, you know what the best thing to do is? Get everything ready and then give it to them on a silver platter. I prepared this for you. They like to be served and we should serve our parents. Have sympathy as well and be nice. You come to your mother or your grandmother, someone in your family, let's talk about the possibility that you might not be with us anymore. What? Are you insane? Why would I talk to you about that? You never talk to me. And we start going off on them. No. They are as scared of death as you are. So be ready for rejection, but have sympathy and be nice because it's a reality that at that later stage in life, it will be more difficult to have that conversation. Next, arm yourself with facts when you're faced with them. Do you know that in the last year of people's lives, in the last 10 years, 19% more people experience pain in the very last year of their life. Pain is increasing in the last year of life. Depression is increasing by 24% in the last year of a person's life. Do you know why that is? Because we're not as connected as we used to be. We don't live at home with each other like we used to be. We don't have each other down the street from each other. We don't visit and do Jola, we don't do mushawara, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, 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 do ziyara, we don't visit and just check in on each other. We don't do those things anymore. And therefore our elderly are suffering. How many masjids do you know that have pr programs for the elderly? I can tell you that almost every church in the area will. How many of our masjids? How many, are, how, how, how many conversations have we had with our family members to prepare them for that? So arm yourself with facts and then ask questions. What would be the ideal thing for you if you were to be, to be gone? Who would you want to be at your bedside? What do you hope for? Put some hope into it. And then lastly, once you've had that conversation, do something to lighten the mood and to make it a more tolerable conversation. Serve tea take them out for dessert, have dinner, lighten the mood, so that you don't always associate death with doom and gloom, but you associate it with a normal conversation that you should be having in life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless each and every one of us to have a noble death. Forgive us of our sins and our transgressions and our affairs and make our feet firm, O Lord of the worlds. O Mahdina, Wahdi Abnaina, Wabanatina, Wazojatina, Wazwajina, 
وأمهاتنا وأبائنا وأجدادنا وجداتنا يا رب العالمين والله guide us and guide our sons and our daughters guide our husbands and our wives guide our mothers and our fathers our grandmothers and our grandfathers O Lord of the world اللهم اهد جيراننا وزملائنا وهذا المجتمع خاصة وجميع المجتمعات عامة يا رب العالمين والله guide our co-workers and our neighbors Guide this community that we live in in all communities around the world. Well, I give our brothers and sisters who are oppressed in every place of the world, give them victory and give them and give them security, O Lord of the worlds. O Allah, allow us to be from amongst those that love to meet you and that you love to meet us. O Allah, allow us to be from those who love to meet you and you love to meet us. O Allah, allow us to be from amongst those that love to meet you and you love to meet us. And give us the strength to prepare to prepare for that meaning in action, in statement, and in belief. Ibadullah, inna Allah yamuru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'id al qurba wa yanha an al fahshai wal munkari wal baghi yaidukum la alakum tadakkaroon. Udhkuru Allah al aziz al jalil yadkurkum wa shkuruhu ala ni'mihi yazidkum. Wa adhkuru Allah akbar. Wallahu yamu ma tasnaun wa akim al salam.